a three, a two, a three, two, one, start. Hey, hey, Jason, how you doing? How you doing? I am good. How are you doing? Uh, I'm very good. Uh, I wouldn't good, good, good. Uh, I'm good because I've found some. I've been reading some interesting books recently, and that has yes, those books have made my life interesting. Let me say that. Uh, just one or two minutes. Can you tell us what interesting books are these? Uh, so the first book I've been reading is Jordan Peterson's new book, Twelve More Rules. <laughs> it's literally sitting in my Amazon cart. Just wait. Yeah. 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 And the other book I am reading is uh, uh C.S. Lewis's Creative Platters. And I'm sure you know what the, what Twelve More Rules is about, mm. or rather what it concerns. But uh, Creative Platters is, is a very interesting book about. To like one demon sending sending letters to another a demon called Screw Tape, sending letters to another demon called Wormwood, telling him how to how to control or, or lead a human soul into damnation. You know, it's like talking about how to be the best way to corrupt a human soul. You know, and when I'm, as I'm reading as I'm reading this book, I realize, wow, this thing's it's like on point. It's how it's how I would see myself corrupting myself, how I've been corrupt corrupted in the past. You know. You know what's funny? Mm-hmm. I had that book in the past. Mm-hmm. I think Max Max has that book. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Max told me it's one of his favorite books. <laughs> yeah, no, Max it used to lie around on his table for so long. And I read the first couple of pages and I was just like, I don't get this book, you know? But at the yeah, time, yeah, it yeah. was just like, that was like 18-year-old Jason who's, you know, <laughs> I was a fool, basically. Yeah. I, I, I think I was not like mentally ready for a book like that oh man we're still yeah definitely at the age of 18 what are we thinking about like we think about anime. being billionaires you know billionaires <laughs> anime fuck the system you know and, and girls you know <laughs> yeah yeah and this thing is trying to tell me about corruption of the human soul ah man shut yeah, the fuck like, up uh, that's nonsense that's yeah nonsense. shut the fuck up shut the fuck up <laughs> <laughs> so did you listen to the last episode Oh, yes, I did just two days ago, actually. Oh, I am guilty this time. I have not finished it. Yeah. I am towards the end. Towards Mm -hmm. the end. Which is funny because I actually thought the ending was where we started getting really interesting, you know? Oh, yeah, closing it off with how the the correlation or causation between religion and poor poor economy. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um... Because I think you are drawing the connection between people who are poor tend to be more religious. Was it you or me? Was it was me. It was me. It was me. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. 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 Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Leading into this week's conversation, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It seems like for the longest time. There's been something innate in humans that wants to believe in something greater than mm-hmm. ourselves. And mm-hmm. uh, I want us to talk about the history of religion and sort of how it's mapped out the entire civilization, right? Okay. I think it's very mm-hmm. hard to talk about history without talking about religion to some certain extent. It's aspects. not possible. It's not possible. It's actually not possible. I think religion is in it's such a major pillar mm-hmm. of our civilization mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Uh, some point you just have to bring it up right yeah 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 and um we can go back as like literally like ten thousand bc where it's like mm. the scape ratings of 
Uh, is it Neanderthals? No, I think it was Homo sapiens. No, it's Homo, Homo sapiens. sapiens yeah. Yeah. Who have they've literally you can literally find like cave paintings of them doing like ritualistic or shaman mm-hmm. shamanistic type rituals. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, involving animals and stuff like that. So there's like evidence to point out that this has been happening for a very long time. Um, mm-hmm. What do you think? I guess this is the first question. What, what do you think is like? Why are humans like that? Why? Why? Why must we believe in this like higher power? I think we believe in the higher power because we we are part biological creature and part symbolic creature. And our symbolic selves lies in the eternal, but the biological self is trapped in time. So we seek out the symbolic more than we take care of the, of the biological. When did we become symbolic? Okay, what do you mean? What do you mean? You know, first of all, I, I can't understand what you mean by that we're symbolic creatures, but there are people out there who might not really. Okay, so when I speak of symbolic, that. when I speak of symbolic creatures, I'm referring to the fact that as human beings, we tend to be concerned with the future. The future is not a real thing. The future is not here. The only thing we have right now is the present, right? But the fact that we can imagine a future, the fact that we can anticipate a future, that's that's symbolic, you know, in and of its of itself. Because the future, the, th- imagine this: people die every day, right? Uh-huh. And the, one of the only reasons why you think you wouldn't die in the next moment is because you haven't died in the past in the past moment, right? That is true. Yes, so you go on living as though tomorrow is guaranteed, right? Uh-huh. So you make plans for tomorrow. You have goals, you have hopes, you have aspirations. And all these things are symbolic. They are not real. Your hopes are not real. Your hopes are not guaranteed, but you still aspire to them. You walk towards them. That's the symbolism. I, w- I wanted to say love is symbolic, but I don't think love is symbolic. I think love is more biological than symbolic. I think there's symbolic and biological aspects to it. I mean, the way we express love is very symbolic, but I think the root at the core of love is a very biological thing. A very neatly biological thing. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I can agree to that. Mm. At what point... So here's the question. At what point did mm. we become symbolic? I think we became symbolic when... Adam ate Adam and Eve Eve ate a damn fruit. That's when it became symbolic. Okay, okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, but in all seriousness, seriousness, I think we became symbolic when. <laughs> so according to the story, according to the story, Homo, our ancestors discovered fire, and they learned how they mastered fire and they decided to cook instead of just eating raw food. And what happened that is, fire. Okay. Yes, yes. And when you eat raw f- cooked food your body uses less energy to process and digest the food, right? Uh-huh. Like if you look at a gorilla, right? Gorillas just eat leaves and, and twigs and grass, right? And if you look at their, their torso, their torsos are huge. Like they have a stocky torso because they need this massive internal like digestive system to to process all of the greens they're eating, right? Same thing for cows, right? Cows, yes. four stomachs. Exactly. All they yeah. use, it is grass. And they're just eating for the whole day, basically, right? Yep. Because how much, how many calories can you get from just eating grass? Right? Nothing. You're getting nothing. Exactly. But for human beings, we learned how to cook food. And now it's like most of the food we're eating is kind of being digested outside before it's, in t- it's taken to our bodies, right? So the, the energy that would have been used to digest food 
went up into our brains and then we got right? good at packing lots of calories into small amounts of exactly food. because think about it in the human body nothing takes up more energy than the brain nothing takes more energy than the brain i think it takes up like it's a tenth of the mass and it takes up like 30 percent something I, i'm not sure about the numbers but i know it takes most of the percentage of energy and i was reading this inter- interesting article about how chess players who have like a day-long chess competition burn around three thousand four thousand calories <laughs> wait Playing is that chess. true for real yep yep does it even make it doesn't even make sense right they're just sitting down <laughs> but it's the way they're they're thinking they're thinking so deeply so keenly so attentively Right. Anyway, so the point I'm making is I think we became symbolic when we started to eat cooked food and our brains had to evolve, start to, to consume more energy, whereby we became conscious, right? So just quickly, and consciousness. Uh, uh-huh. the number uh-huh. is the brain represents 2%, not even 10%, 2% of the okay. total brain, or the body weight, right? Mm-hmm. And accounts for 20% of body energy, of body oh, and yeah. of the body energy's use. Mm-hmm. This is just base numbers. So like yeah, you yeah, said, yeah. you can probably push that even more, right? Mm-mm-mm. Maybe you can push it to exactly. 30% if you're like being super... You have a big brain and you're thinking a lot, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah people like Elon Musk, <laughs> what, how much energy are they using? <laughs> I'm like, that ratio is ridiculous though. Yeah, yeah, right? right. 2% to yeah. 20? Yeah, so that's what I mean. I think that's when we became symbolic, when our brain started to do this, when we became conscious, when we were able to plan for the future, right? Uh-huh. That's when we became conscious. I mean, so that's when we became symbolic. So what I understood, hmm? I don't know why I was reading this. Man, I need to really start writing down some of these sources, but... I read a theory about how it's when we started connecting colors, mm-hmm. when we cre- started creating symbols around colors, mm-hmm. is when our earliest forms of symbolic thinking came into being. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we'd start to like associate red with like danger, for example, or red okay. could be okay. something like passion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we could also look at red as like being uh, a fruit that is ripe too mm-hmm. and then we associate that red with also being like something that is healthy something that is ready to be worked on you know mm-hmm. so it's like when we started creating those connections um and those like patterns in our mind mm-hmm. was like the very beginning of that symbolic thinking mm-hmm. and I find that interesting because it's like i guess when you look around and you become conscious you can't escape the world of the color of color that we live in right mm-hmm. of our the world of color that that is just so it's just so ingrained in our reality like me and you don't even think about it right but if you like yep. you take a moment to look around it's like we're surrounded by so many different colors so many different shades you know and we never mm-hmm. really like it becomes so normal to us you know i think it will be frightening to be able to realize the fact that you are conscious of all these colors to be 
to consciously be aware of all the different colors around you all the time i think would be overwhelming you think it'd be overwhelming yeah like to like imagine of course now we are conscious of the colors without thinking about it right mm-hmm. it's just a part of our lives but imagine at every single moment realizing how deep blue the blue before you is you know to realizing how brilliant red the red before you is you know mm-hmm. i think it's that would be akin to taking a, a psychedelic it will be too much for you to take i mean like it's funny because these colors can invoke different feelings in you i know it mm-hmm. works for different people right and this is based on obviously the experiences that you've had right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. oscar can look at like Oh, yellow rose, and he'll mm-hmm. remember. Oh, this yellow rose—that's the one yellow rose I gave to my my first girlfriend. And good times, you know, remember good mm-hmm. times. Then mm-hmm. maybe somebody else can look at a yellow rose and be like, "Oh, this is the yellow rose I used to see around in my playground when I was a kid and stuff like that, or in my backyard." So it's like, and okay, maybe I'm I'm even being too specific, like like saying it's a rose. It literally like just simple colors can change how we think and how we feel and the mood and i think one of the best ways is that um i think tokyo is it tokyo or like even some of the big cities in i think even osaka does this right where it's like at night they use blue shades blue lamps like the the night lights are like they have the color they have a shade of blue Uh, i've never paid attention to that i will i'll check tonight and let you know and the purpose of that is because they run psychology, like they've done a whole psychology like thing around it, where it's like the shade of blue turns tends to calm people down, mm-hmm. and they saw that when people are surrounded by a lot more blue or like shades mm-hmm. of blue, they mm-hmm. tend to be less prone to breaking laws, more calm, more passive, more docile i guess more docile. Mm, 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 mm. and i think this is in tokyo you know okay okay i'll, I'll have to look that up i'm not aware of this blue and night lights okay and... so let's move on to like the idea of like symbolism and religion like so it started out going a bit off topic it started out as like okay so we have the shamanistic type Shamanism, mm-hmm. shamanism came first, right? Like I'm trying to think about it, like shamanism and maybe poly, 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 what? Polytheistic. Well, polytheism, I guess, will be. You no, know, shamans are basically priests in the religion, right? They're basically the ones who are able to communicate with God or the gods, you know? Or spirits. Yes, or spirits. Yeah, whatever you want to call it. And so, yeah, I think. Wait, 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 wait. no, no, but gods and spirits are different, right? Yeah, yeah sure thing, sure thing. <laughs> you don't talk no, I agree best. with you. I agree. I agree with you. I agree with you. Oh, okay, I agree okay. with you. I'm just. I don't think this is the point right now. Oh, okay. okay, uh, okay. So, so, with shamans, I think you cannot have shamans without a religion, or without some spiritual notions around. So, there, so, I don't know who came first, the shamans or the religion. Actually, that's that's interesting. It could be possible that you have people who claim to talk to spirits and gods. And around those people, a religion was, was founded. That could be uh, the, the case. I or, think... Or, yeah, actually, actually, that makes more sense. Yeah, I think that's probably what it happened. Yeah, yeah. Or pe- somebody had like a deep 
what we call a deep quote-unquote religious experience right a spiritual experience mm. yes 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 and yes. then he would run to his community and said i saw x y and z you know mm-hmm. and then maybe some people tried doing it and they were like oh my god he's right you know mm-hmm. or even like a, he could be like a funny enough he could be like a jordan peterson type figure mm. where it's like he doesn't necessarily have to be somebody who experienced like a deep religious experience and explain it to the community it could mm. be somebody who just thinks about what's happening around them and creates brings all those ideas into form right mm, mm, mm. um so i i use jordan peterson as an example because jordan peterson isn't saying for me and you and even for like people who start listening to him right mm-hmm. it's like wait you start thinking what is this guy talking about the things that he's talking about are such like you think it's almost like common sense right of course i yeah. know this stuff you know yeah. i've been learning this stuff for a very long time right mm-hmm. but it's more or less like he, he he helps you think more critically about some of these ideas and why they exist in the first place because mm, a lot of mm, us mm. just learn them and we don't really understand the purpose behind some of those ideas mm, right mm, 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 mm. like why you should smile all the time why like um i don't know give me a random life rule that he has uh, stand up straight stand up straight <laughs> stand up straight were we taught yeah. that yeah we were told that like don't slouch Did don't you know slouch that, like, don't... <laughs> yeah don't slouch don't slouch right <laughs> You should stand up straight. And yeah. no one gave you an explanation to why, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah so simple. So simple. So simple. And innate, I think innately, like exactly, innately we know the idea of like, if you're slouching or if your body posture can affect the way your mind is thinking mm-hmm. or the way you, the way you receive information, right? And I think mm-hmm. me and you know this because of our students too, right? Yes, yes. If yes, our yes. students are lying down, you know, <laughs> they can be listening to you, but they're not really listening to you, right? As properly as there. if, yeah. yeah, as properly as if they were like sitting straight, completely straight, and just looking you right in the eye, right? So it needs stuff like that. So somebody might have just like what? They might have just gone to the woods and thought about like, what are we doing in our society? You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they would like, oh, you know. Actually, this killing thing, it's bad. So he writes this down as rule number one. Yeah, this thing. Yeah. And then he really thinks about it, right? He's like, okay, killing is bad because of X, Y, and Z, you know? Mm-hmm. So he's, he basically creates this huge tablet that seems like... It seems like the word of God, right? Yeah, exactly. Something exactly. that they all know to be true because they're already practicing those rules mm-hmm. in their culture. But no one has written them down. No one has laid it out so bare and so clear so everyone can see. And then this person comes back from the forest and goes like, hey, bam, this is what we've been doing this entire time. Everyone's like, oh my God, what the fuck? This guy is a prophet, right? So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes total sense. I agree, I agree. That's, yeah, I guess that that's probably what happened, you know? Mm-hmm. How do you think... Yeah polytheistic religions like pantheons mm-hmm. like the roman pantheon the greek pantheons mm-hmm. well, how do you think those types of religions came into being 
it, but in all honesty, those religions make more sense than monotheistic religions. And monotheistic religions are newer. The oldest religions are all polytheistic. Is that? Yep, yep. The oldest religions, like according to like historically, the first poly, the first monotheistic religion, as far as I know, as far mm-hmm. as I know, was in Egypt after one pharaoh died and the sun <laughs> wanted to wanted to change the the, the rules or the laws held by his father. Mm-hmm. I think it was Akhenaton. Like I forgot the name. I forgot the name, but. Egypt was initially always polytheistic, but then this new pharaoh came to power and he changed everything. He said, no, there's only one God. There's only one God. Uh-huh. Yeah, so think about it. If you live in the world, in a, in a, if you're a hunter-gatherer, you live in the forest, you know, you're, you're, you're searching for food, you're searching for, you're hunting, all these things, you know, you drink water from the, from the river. I don't think you'll assume it's one God doing, giving you the meat, giving you the water, like giving you shade, you know? It makes more sense to appreciate these different aspects of nature through different spiritual spirits or different gods. We talked about the father and the mother. Mm. The, like the, fa- the the yin and yang forces that surround mm-hmm. us. I think yin and yang is better, you know? One being the feminine force that seems to be a lot more caring, beautiful, and allows and gives you this like creation right you see the creation mm-hmm. you see the beauty of creation and you see like the gentleness and the like the gentleness around it and then you see the destruction too right when you see that it's like it's hard to associate that as one thing exactly yeah so yeah so i think polytheistic religions make more sense than monotheistic religion it's just so we we assume mon- monotheism is is a fact or rather it's the way things should be because we were raised as christians and most of and the people around us who who weren't Christians when we were growing up, you and I were Muslims, right? Sorry, sorry say that again. Uh, like for you and I, right? Uh-huh. You and I were raised as Christians. Catholic for me, I don't know about you. Were you a Catholic, by the way, uh, or are you a Catholic? Okay, Protestant. Uh, and the people around you and I that were not Christians were mo- mostly Muslims, right? Okay, okay. At, le- at least for me, at least for me, the people around me that were not Christian or Muslims. So I was surrounded by monotheism around me. I didn't grow up with many people who are Hindus or Buddhists, you know. Mm-hmm. I knew one or two Hindus, but we never talked about their religion. But mm-hmm. I talked about Islam a lot with my Muslim friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Me being from Mombasa, like, there are lots of, like, there's a, quite a bit, a big Islamic um, population. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so that's what I think. So we will. So first, I remember like being a kid and, and realizing at some point that some religions have multiple gods, and I thought that's crazy. How how does that work? You know, I thought it's mad. <laughs> like I wouldn't call it. I didn't think it was blaspheming or anything, but I thought it's just like how how can you have many gods? How can many gods exist? I thought it's only one god that is omnipresent, omniscient, omnipotent. Like so, if if all the gods are omnipresent, omnipotent, omnipotent, omniscient, so how how is that gonna work? I don't know. I just think so differently now. You know, I'm yeah, that, the way I, I am now. I'm, I think about like my younger self, and it's just like, wait, how can you not believe that there's many gods? You know, that mm. like to you, that kind of makes more sense than believing there's just one Almighty being yeah. that is always watching over you and doing all these kinds yeah. of things. It's like that's an insane idea, you know? Yeah, it, it, it's hard to. 
right now right now as i think through it and as i read multiple things it i the the idea that there's only one god it doesn't matter whether they believe believe in this or not the idea that there's only one god seems like more of a crazy idea than the idea that there that there are multiple gods maybe that's part of the the hipness of why christianity and judaism that brought in so many people in the beginning you know because everyone was oh, believing yeah, okay. so many basically the counter culture push that that was part of oh, yeah, its yeah. counter culture push everyone was believing in so many different ideas right we have the roman pantheon you know then mm-hmm. we hear this new religion you know in the outskirts mm-hmm. oh believe in this one person and he'll save your soul there's a heaven mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. garden of eden hear all these, these stories and it's like what is this blasphemy you know but everyone's mm-hmm. the same it's just like wait there's one god one almighty just god one. just one just one you might think this sounds ridiculous like in your mind you're like okay i'm not really believing this but i want to hear more you know where, the, where is it yeah, and, where is it going and also not only that but even just now i'm going to say it kind of was a joke but also kind of serious it's kind of convenient to just have one god you know it's convenient you know? <laughs> no you're right think no, about actually it. you're right you're right i think it is convenient Am I going to pray to all these gods? Am I going to pray for the god of the farm, for the god of the lake, the god of the mountain, or just one god? Just asking for everything. You know? The god of fertility, the god of like drinking and wine. You know, yeah. the god yeah. of dreams. Ah, it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, you're right. Believing in one god. So, I guess we can talk about so that the early times. So, what were the religions in the early early times? Let's say like. A thousand BCE, running so up like to back, like zero BCE. Back then, I guess as was... far as mm-hmm. as far as I've read, when most of human society was, whatever well, society, when most of the humans in the world, most of the human population was hunter gatherer. Our religions were mostly animistic. That means like worshiping the the tree spirits, worshiping the forest spirits, you know, worshiping the animal spirits and shaman. Yes. Yeah, I mean, like shamanism goes hand in hand with the uh, animistic religions. So I will say that b- back then, that was that was the initial the initial start of human religion. And like, if you think about it, right? The religions we the three major religions we have today, we it's Christianity, Islam, and Judaism, right? And this is at least in the West. These are the three major major religions. And what you find is that all of these three religions were influenced by Egyptian religions, right? Yep. And so, the, as the story goes, Moses was, if you want to use the word, aristocrat in the Egyptian courts, in the Egyptian high court, right? And through what he learned there, and realized that he too was was truly Jewish, he took the things he had learned in the great libraries of the Egyptian Jewish court and took it to the Jewish Jewish slaves and taught them about religion. And, and to make them different, he gave them the idea of one God, a monotheistic God. And as they left Egypt and went to Israel, they developed this new religion, Judaism, right? Which was their thing. And from Judaism, we have the story of Abraham and his son, Isaiah, who is the father, for, claimed to be the father of Islam, right? Uh-huh. And not only that, like now think of the earlier on, like Egyptian religion came from something much older, something that even, I, I don't think even the histori- historical records exist to tell us what what was the found the the foundation of Egyptian religion, how did it start? It's too far into the past. It's too far. We may not have those records. Mm. 
So yeah, so we were, I think even Christianity, Islam, Judaism, all the religions that exist today were all influenced by the animistic religions of our hunter-gatherer forefathers. I think it, they definitely, similar to how, um, I want to think of an easier example. In mm-hmm. knowledge and the nature of knowledge in our human civilization in general just builds off of one another, right? Of course, of you course. You can't have yeah. a car without the advent of the wheel, right? Of course. Of so, course. like, I think even in religion, even though some of them are definitely contradictory, mm-hmm. to create those contradictory ideas, you need a base to work off from, right? Like, mm-hmm. you need that initial contrast. Something mm, to mm, to bounce off of your new religion, you know, mm, if you're creating mm, something that is different. So it's mm, like, you will always have that, I guess maybe this is, is this just contextual though? No, I feel like, uh, I don't know, there's some, there might be some really weird religions out there though, that are completely new and completely different from the mold. But like, okay, let's focus on the big three, like what you talk about. You will always find like um, with the big major religions, they have mm-hmm. connections to a lot of past religions, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Like what you said, it builds off of ideas from when we were like hunter-gatherers. When of we were course, building, yeah. When we were really, like whatever, when we were like believing in tree spirits and all mm-hmm. those kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. I think... Um, the major religions we have now, the major world religions we have now, really started getting their foothold in the Middle Ages. I think the Middle Ages is where it's like you have Christianity that's really getting deep into the West, right? Mm-hmm. You have Buddhist missions in the East Asia, which is like um, India all the way to mm-hmm. China, you know, and Japan too, right? Mm-hmm. Um you have the spread of Islam, right? Middle mm-hmm. East, Central mm-hmm. East, mm-hmm. Africa, some parts of Europe too, you know, and India mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. So like Middle Ages is where you start to see like, oh, and we have to talk about religion and war too, because the wars of the Middle Ages, it's like, you know. So what, what do you think? What do you think? I, I think Middle Ages is where, we, again, we start to see the forming of like the footholds that the world religions that we have today. That's where they started. I never thought about that before, but just thinking about it now, I can imagine that in this in the Middle Ages when you had a lot of social societal interactions, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you have the like, yeah. I, I agree, agree. People, societies were interacting with one one another, and if people interact, they tend to influence each other. And if what you're telling me sounds sweeter, then what whatever you have is sweeter than what I currently know. I'll tend to agree with you, right? Mm. Yeah. So, like, uh, as this. So I think it was at some point, I think it was Spain. Spain was majorly an Islamic Islamic state. Some parts of Spain, or the whole of Spain, I'm not quite sure. It was majorly Islamic, right? Yeah, I'm not sure if it's Spain, yeah. Spain, Portugal, Spain and Islam. Let me, let the, me Spain and Portugal were mostly Christian, though. Yeah, but I'm talking about in the past, right? In the past? Like, how far yes, are we going yes. in the past? Because I think they've always been, like... Straight up Christian. They like Spain. The king of Spain um, was part of the the Crusades, right? Actually, the Holy Roman. Yeah, he was part of like 
Wow. Okay. So the king of okay, Spain. Okay. So listen to this. So listen to this. In 711, Muslim forces invaded and in seven years conquered the Iberian Peninsula. It became one of the great Muslim civilizations, mm. reaching its summits in the Umayyad Caliphate of Cordovian of Cordovain, the 10th century. Muslim rule de- declined after that and ended in 1492. So Spain was part of the Muslim of the Islam Caliphate until 1492. I did not know that. Damn. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh that must have been a very short run. I've just like I mean, I've only not, heard not of sure. the the Christian influences around like Spain Actually, and Spanish culture. I've never heard of it's, Islam. It's not short. It's not short. From seven the year 711 to 1492 that's very long. I just like I've never heard of that. That's so interesting. Yeah. Mm. Okay, okay, okay. Is this like yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess maybe it started. That's that, that's the great. I guess that's what they know as like the golden period of Islam, like the Islamic conquest. Yes, 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 yes. Started yes. around like six hundred. It spread about really. It, so, it spread really fast, you know. So like from the year seven eleven to fourteen ninety two, yeah, is longer than from the year fourteen ninety two to twenty twenty one. So Spain was mu- was Muslim longer than it has been Christian. Wasn't a Christian before that though. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. Yeah, I, so I don't know. I'm just talking about like I'm just looking at the time frame right? as then to now, 711 to now, you know. Mm, mm. Yeah. Why do people so go the... to to wars over the religion? Why do people go to wars over the religion? Because I think this goes back to human nature. It's like um it's human ego. It's human ego. ego. I'm right and and I can't believe why you don't see that I'm right. Especially something as important as life after death. So you die, motherfucker. That's our conclusion. So you, so you die. So you die. It's like you join me, or you die. Because if you don't join me, your children might infect my children with your filthy ideas. So it's more of like a clean. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. Keeping everything organized and clean. Exactly. Exactly. I don't want your children with their filthy other world religions talking to my children, but I can't call, I can't ensure that my children will never interact with your children. So you convert or you die. You know it's funny that mm-hmm. even applies still today. <laughs> yeah, I mean it applies to everything. I mean it applies to religion, to politics, you know. Yeah, yeah the, like... the social game too that we're playing, right? Yeah, yeah. The weird everything. like, hey, go woke or go broke. Exactly, exactly. You either join us on the left here where everyone is safe, you know? Everyone mm-hmm. has a safe space or you fucking die and you get canceled. Yeah. You yeah. don't have a career anymore. So why do people kill over kill over religion, man? It, it's th- you if we're going to go back again once again to the Old Testament God. God was ruthless, right? And God demanded to be worshiped. He didn't ask, he didn't ask politely. He demanded to be worshiped. So it made sense for you to kill in the name of God. God the Father. Yeah, this is God the, the Father. Yeah, it's it's basically it it's Christian it's jihad. It's Christian jihad, right? We just don't call it that because that sounds fucked up. You know what? It it was Christian jihad. And right now we have What jihad, jihad mean again? Call to action? Like that's uh, what is it was like Ah uh, yeah. Something like that. Sure. Call to action, you know. So like according to this the Arabic, the Arabic term jihad literally means a struggle or striving. 
So oh, the term wow. appears in the Quran in different contexts and can conclude various forms of non-violent struggles. For instance, the struggle to become a better person. It's a really beautiful word, actually. It has a really beautiful meaning. Just yeah, I mean, it, struggle. it might... You know, here's the thing with... Yeah, going it's, back to again, it's the way we perceive it, perceive it now. It's just like, oh, yes, gee, exactly. It's, we're going to do it's like the, uh, jihad, you know? Yeah. We're no one wants to hear that jihad, word, you know? And it's just like, oh, this is like a call to action for terrorists. <laughs> is the way we yeah. think about it now. But it's like, yeah. it's it, 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 it's a lot more than that, you know? Mm-hmm. But like what you said, yeah, it's basically like Christian jihadism. Yeah, we just don't call it jihad in Christianity. <laughs> we, call it, we call it a righteous war. <laughs> you know and it helps that english english yeah. is like a very widespread language you know yeah, if yeah. islam was a not islam if arabic, arabic was a very widespread language then we probably think different about that word yeah of course of course yeah so definitely like there is there's no way like hmm, especially like now we have a lot of material gains because of science you know and technology and innovation that have kind of pushed us away from the realm of religion, right? Uh-huh. So now we don't, we're not really bickering over religion. But if we didn't have these things, if, we didn't, if I didn't have my iPhone to distract me with, with Instagram, I might take the Bible seriously. You know, I just might start to take the Bible really seriously. And then I'm going to think the people who are taking the Bible seriously are not serious about life and life death. So I need to talk to them about it. I need to inform them that the way they're living is wrong. Mm-hmm. And what happens if they're not listening? What do I do if they're not listening? I have to do something about that, Jason. I have to do something about that. <laughs> do you? Do you really? Yeah, it's not that. It's not about. Yeah, but really, yes, I have to. Really, I have to, right? Hold on. Really, mic. I have to. One second, my mic just fell. Oh no! Oh no! Experiencing technical problems. Sorry, guys. And now, like, anyway, continue talking. Yeah. So, like. I really have to do something about it, right? Because what what I'm learning, what the information I'm gaining from the Bible isn't just, it's not just knowledge. It's truth. I'm gaining, I'm learning the truth. I'm, I'm getting to, to see the truth, right? Mm-hmm. And once I see the truth and I see that my friends and my family are not living the truth, that will hurt me and I have to help them, teach them. Teach them and show them the way to the light lest they, they are damned eternally you know i do get your point where it's like there's this potential of because these people are different from we are Mm -hmm. maybe this is just like our irrational fear that we have but no maybe it's actually based in truth but the there's this idea of like hey because we have these differing ideas there's Mm -hmm. the potential of them causing my kids suffering in the future so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. me as the father and as the elder in the like part of this elder generation, I should solve this problem for my children, you know? Of course, of course. Yeah. I so agree. we talk to them and if they don't listen, we kill them. We take out the belt, you know? <laughs> yeah. We take out the belt, you know? It's just, yeah. it's just like, it, it makes sense. It's like we have these ideas that orient us in the world, right? Mm-mm-mm. And these ideas, because of how symbolistic we've become, they're like almost our everything. So people are willing to die for their belief in these ideas, right? 
And I think it's yeah. just a natural conclusion. If people are willing to die for their ideas and what they believe in, like then, if you know, I think even even death, even killing or dying for an idea is a big step. Maybe even let's go back to the idea of being symbolic. Sometimes dying, in a sense, for your idea is just willing to lose a friend over an idea, right? Willing to end a relationship over an idea. But I think some people, like people, are willing to like put their own lives on the line. Yeah, idea. yeah, but I'm say, I'm saying like. That's that's the very extreme case, right? Is it? But in order for yeah, for you to die for an idea, that's at least in today's world. That's in very extreme, today's right? world, exactly. I'm like yeah. back then, Oscar. Like remember, yeah, we're putting this in like historical time. Back then, everyone was willing to put their life down for their gods. No, no, not really everyone. We can't we can't be sure if it was everyone, right? Most because we, like what, there was a lot more. A fact, what we know as a fact is that many people who went to fight those religious wars were just farmers who have plucked out of their fields. But right, I told you have to go and fight, and if you don't fight, you you would be allowed to work in the field anymore. You won't get your pay. You won't get your weekly food. Your family will starve. Not everyone was just going because they want to die for God. And this is historical record. Some of them were just plucked out. It was just a form of conscription. Like I go or your family starves. I think so. First of all, can we agree that death was just a lot more acceptable? Like that was just more accepted as a thing back then. What, what do you people... mean? It's accepted now. It's accepted now as well. Yeah. People, um, How can you death, death was more death? common, rather. Death was well, more common. Well, I mean, I, it doesn't make sense for you to say that. I mean, now there are more people, which means there are also more people dying, you know? So, like, what do you, what do you mean it was more common? It was, I, more common it was more common to see death around you? Yes, it was more common okay. to see death. An average mm-hmm. human being probably saw way more death mm-hmm. than the people right now. Okay, okay. Right? Uh-huh. getting to the age like in, in the middle ages if you were above the age of like 30 man you, your life was good right <laughs> if you had made it that fucking far right okay okay and that being like if people know like okay i'm probably only gonna get 30 years out of this right mm-hmm. it forces you to think about the purpose of your life sooner okay uh-huh, uh-huh. okay okay does that make sense it makes sense and like you said people don't have instagram people don't have like capitalism at this time people mm-hmm. can't just go there and be like i'm gonna make my business i'm gonna have x y and z people have mm-hmm. religion that's just like religion at this point in the middle ages is just like it's a very very strong influencer so people are probably mm-hmm. thinking my the purpose of my life is to serve god or to at least you know find a way find a path to this eternal to eternal mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. to internal enlightenment to internal mm. eternal um, eternal or find find a pathway into immortality living forever mm-hmm. and you get offered this path through like christianity or islam or buddhism where it's like hey you get to live forever if you do x y and mm. z but you have to mm. do x y and z and put your life down on the line yeah, but like I agree with that, but also at the same time, historical records do show us that not everyone who fought in these religious wars joined willingly. Which is fine. Most of them yeah, did yeah, not yeah, join that, willingly. That, 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 that's fine. My my point yeah, is, so, is that people, the idea of dying for religion, mm, mm. and the people who actually practice that, were a lot more back then than they are now. Of course, of course, of course. Like yeah, I said earlier, like now we have innovation technology to distract us right however i also think that before you're willing to accept the idea of physically dying for religion you have to accept the idea of 
losing things in your life for the, for the religion or for the idea, right? Losing things in your life? Yeah, I mean like losing a relationship because she doesn't believe in God the way I do, you know? Losing friends. You know, losing your employment, you know? Betraying your your, your kids or your family for the religion. I, I, I don't right? know because uh, a lot then the world was a lot more smaller, you know? People used to form the the best like the most closest relationships are formed within like these tight knit communities so like the chances yeah, are yeah, you're marrying I... your neighbor or something what Those... what sorry one more time the chances are you're marrying like your neighbor or something so yeah but like... i i agree i agree but the point i'm trying to make here is that it's hard for you to accept physical death to i mean to go to such an extreme case if the low level the low level co- concerns have not been dealt with right like if i'm not willing to lose to lose my wife because she doesn't believe in fighting for god then why would i be willing to go and die for god why am why am why do i want to keep my relationship with the, with my wife if i know i'm going to die anyway for god and she doesn't believe in god the way i do okay okay well, she's not a christian right mm-hmm. so i what i'm thinking here is that for in order for someone to be willing to die for their religion or for an idea they must first be willing to lose other things in their life for that idea. And that even goes into uh, picture there, okay, right? Okay, 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 okay. No, I get like, what you're saying now. Like, yeah, death... like the, the idea that mm-hmm. a Muslim will, will go into jihad and become uh, a suicide bomber, for instance, right? Mm. That person, before a person does that, they must have lost so many things in their life to consider that as the answer, right? No, no rich... No rich Muslim for a billionaire family who went to Harvard is considered being a suicide bomber, right? Actually, as far there's, as some, I know. there's some, but there's some, there's plenty of like kids from wealthy countries that go, that joined ISIS. Oh, yes, yes, that, that's true. But that's a big that, downgrade in terms of like the standard of living. Just of course, of but, but now that's, that's a very small percentage. You can't tell me that's 50% of them, right? Well, we're talking about the things that people are willing to do in general, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But like, the the mass of them are people who have lost many other things in their life, right? To consider being a suicide bomber, I I you must have lost a lot. I think right? you don't necessarily have to lose it, but you're definitely willing to sacrifice all of these things. Okay, okay, sacrifice. Okay, okay, sacrifice. sacrifice. Okay, that's actually better. That's better than losing. That's a better phrase. Because okay, I'll go with that. I'll I agree with that. what you're saying because death, oh. be, <laughs> sacrificing yourself is the ultimate sacrifice. It goes mm-hmm. against every biological parameter that your cells and your DNA have been trying to preserve themselves. But then now the question is like, why would someone want to sacrifice themselves? Because we're symbolic something... creatures now. So it's yeah, like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 we're symbolic creatures, right? It's the I'm, same as... I'm dying so, the, the so symbolism... the people in the future can live a better life. So in this sense, this symbolism overwhelms biological drives right yes biological the innate the innate rule of like survival survival of your genes preservation yeah 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 Yeah, i agree with this which from a rational standpoint like you think it's just like a bunch of monkeys it's like we're being monkeys actually you know bunch of hairless apes they're willing to yeah. die for like what you know yeah but again it's like it's... if you look at it that way we're even we're dumber than all the other apes you know <laughs> exactly 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 it's like isn't that the, there's a quote like 
only human beings can kill each other over wearing different colors in different yeah. areas. Yeah. Other animals, we just they just kill each other because they're hungry, and then that's it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or if you cross my territory, I'm trying to protect my young. Something like that, yeah. right? Simple ideas. We're the ones who are like, <laughs> motherfucker, you walked here, you walked into the wrong neighborhood, son, and you're wearing red. You die. <laughs> mm. You know? It's only human beings that are doing that. But again, we've yeah. provided context now. It's obviously not as simple as that. Mm-hmm. When you provide the right context, it, it, it does make sense, you know? Yeah. It, yeah. I guess it's just a consequence of how complex our thinking or how... Is this a consequence of the ever-changing thinking around symbolism in our culture and in our civilization, you know? Mm, mm, mm. And uh, in some cases, it'll help us provide us with the ideas to perform, to like create structures like capitalism mm-hmm. and stuff like that that will help better ourselves mm-hmm. and our civilization as a whole. And in some cases, it leads to wars over simple stuff as like, hey, you you dissed my god, so you die now, you know? It can be yeah, as simple yeah. as that. I just think ultimately it's just the benefits and consequences of symbolic thinking, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, people are willing to die for their ideas. Yeah, of course, yeah. We do die for ideas every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think the famous quote is like, every man dies, but not every man lives. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I guess, which, so is what does to, that mean? which is to say that the minute you're born, you're guaranteed death, right? Mm-hmm. But lots of people go out throughout life without knowing who they are and the purpose mm-hmm. of, and like finding like true purpose in their lives, true purpose or mm-hmm. like, I'll, we, we know people say true purpose, but basically what it means is like finding something that makes them happy, something, something that makes them content, that makes them something worth doing, something. Worth yeah. Doing. Finding that one thing that, you know, something worth doing for them, whatever mm-hmm. that is. Mm-hmm. People just live and they fuck around and then they just die. Yeah. Yeah. Not to say that they're yeah. living bad lives. I'm pretty sure, like, lots of people are, in general, like, man, if you compare our lives to, like, let's say your forefathers, like your great-grandparents, man, we're all living good lives, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most of us we're are li- living good We're lives. living really great, great lives. Yeah. Too comfortable, actually. You know, like, <laughs> to close off, I'm going to say this. Uh, so, in my new apartment, here in Osaka, we don't have the... the we have five minutes. We have five day. minutes, actually. So, yeah. I yeah. Continue. We don't have the... The toilet doesn't have the, the bidet, right? So recently, I so saw like in the elevator for the building that they might con- the company that owns the building might consider installing install, installing the bidet in all the apartments, right? Uh-huh. And so I because I couldn't understand the entire the entire document because it was all in Japanese. I asked Himiko, my wife, what does this mean? And she said that oh no, they're not installing the bidets. They're just telling you how to. They just they just put this picture there to explain something different, right? Uh-huh. I said Himiko, fuck, life is so hard. We don't even have a bidet in our house, you know. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> You're living like a king now, huh? <laughs> I don't want to be there. What the fuck? My life is terrible. 
because I've always, you know, since I came to Japan, I've always had a bidet. This is the first time I haven't had a bidet. And I'm like, maybe I should actually just buy one for myself. That's, <laughs> I feel like I'm lost without it. <laughs> Wait, so you always use the bidet? Yeah, of course I did, man. Of course. <laughs> interesting. Yeah. Interesting, interesting. So, yeah. So, I guess, yeah, we are very comfortable in this modern world. Extremely comfortable. We are comfortable to the point that we, we seek out things to complain about. Pretty much. Yeah, like me seeking out complaining about a bidet, you know? Um, I think we had this conversation in the past. At least maybe it was a conversation we had on on, on the phone. Mm-hmm. I, I like literally the reason why we're like, well, even more prone to complaining now is because our lives are too easy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we haven't, we've lost perspective, actually. Or it's easy, yeah, to yeah. be fair, it's easy to lose perspective when everything is good, you know? Mm. But me and you, we just need to like that. That's what it means to be mindful and to be grateful, right? You need to always yeah, try yeah. to apply the right perspective to your life. Where it's yeah, just yeah. like, man, you woke up today and you're still alive. That already is just like, do you understand that you're still alive? That already is like, yeah, exactly, you should be exactly. super grateful for that in the first place. Two, you didn't wake up in the middle of the morning and get a random call that like your parents are dead, you know? Exactly. Cause and people do get those calls, you know. People. Me and you are reaching that age too, right? Maybe not, yeah, maybe not our parents, but like our grandparents. It'll start with our grandparents, but then mm. 10, 15 years down the line, it'll definitely be like probably our parents. You're yeah, gonna get like yeah. a three AM phone call from your cousin, your brother, your aunt. Like your dad passed away. Yeah, yeah. Like it's coming for sure. Of course, yeah, yeah. So when you wake up in the morning and every day, and like you wake up and you didn't get that call. That's just like, it's a gift. It's a blessing. Mm, mm, mm. And this is just before your days even started, you know? When you really look like your wife is here. Yeah. You have a family. Your daughter mm. has a wife. Like, your daughter has a father and a mother that are healthy. Mm. You mm. you can go and work for this job that you don't even like, but the lights are fucking on. Dude, it's all just exactly. a miracle. It's all just yeah. a miracle, you know? You don't have to walk like i don't know hundreds of miles to work you can take this train that's always on time (laughs) (laughs) no one is hustling you for money no one's hustling (laughs) you for money there are no thieves around there are no pickpockets (laughs) i'm yeah i'm just like when i really like i have these sessions of trying to like think like i have sessions of like sessions of like hey what am I? What can I be grateful for today? It's just there's so mm. much to be grateful for. It's Me and so you much. are constantly mm. we're getting more free, more rich every year. I think mm-hmm. we're getting even more. We're getting more smarter and more useful. Oh yeah, definitely for sure, for sure. Um, I will say not even more smarter. We're becoming more competent individuals. Yes, I definitely feel that way about myself. This year has been a huge, huge shift in my personality, in like. I think the direction at which my that my life has been taking has changed drastically just in this few months. It's all started from Corona, man. I felt like Corona was like the awakening. Like before that, it was like, not to say I was bad, but it, it did feel like I was kind of asleep, you know? And like you said, yeah, in the first yeah, like yeah. eight months, man, it's been just a huge journey. Mm-hmm. Huge journey, you know? And like I again, I wanna I guess by then I think the next um in the next episode we should finish this off with modern religion. 
like modern ages, like how we reached here. Uh, we can talk about wait, a wait. Bit. So if we if we're talk, recording next week Wednesday, oh, it's still March. You're right. You're right. So that'll be the final episode. Just okay, we okay, talked okay, about yeah, like yeah. the Middle Ages and prehistoric ages a bit. We can touch mm. on like modern ages and maybe we can talk about like the big three or the big four religions in the world a little bit more deeply. Mm. Um, so I think I feel like that's a fitting conclusion. If you, yeah, but I wanted to close off by saying and my final thoughts today are that. Uh... I think for the next the theme for April. No, he announced uh, the final episode. Don't announce yeah, it now. Just, the reason why I'm announcing is because I would like those listeners to give us some ideas, some topics to discuss as we move forward. Because I think recently we've been getting a lot of comments from the listeners, right? Last week we started off with Nails Nathan. There have been, been a couple I've been getting as well. And I'm very happy to get these suggestions. Because it means we're we getting listeners, people actually following us, people actually helping us grow. And I want our listeners to be part of the next theme. I'm considering two themes, two themes right now. Considering they have not decided. Number one, it's art. I'm considering art and its impact on the human psyche. And number two, just psychology relationships and psychology. Human relationships and psychology. Oh, that's a big one though. Psychology yeah. in general and relationships, it's like Ah, uh, like no, like how relationships affect your psychology and vice versa. Ah, uh, okay. Yes. Okay, so art okay. and psychology or relationships and psychology. So all those listeners out there, if you have input, I would, we would love to get it. You know, like you can just comment on YouTube. Can you comment on Spotify? You can't, right? Nope. Nope. Okay. So maybe we'll drop down our an email, our email address on on the Spotify, on the comment section, not comment section, for the description. And you can email us there. And for those people who have been sending me messages via line and whatsapp and facebook please go on keep doing that i appreciate that i think we're going in the right direction jason yes we are yes we yeah. are <laughs> so for all the listeners out there thanks for listening be grateful stay dangerous stay dangerous jesus christ <laughs> stay dangerous <laughs> stay dangerous stay dangerous be alert be alert stay dangerous <laughs> <laughs> be alert okay be attentive okay 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 thank you so much for listening and this has been another episode of dreams and trash with jason and oscar thank you very much bye-bye bye-bye